At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. And go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. What's up? This is At The Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am John Guasamacchia. Drew Martin will be along in about a couple of minutes from now. We'll dive into Thursday Night Football, Chargers, Raiders. Good matchup. I'm excited for this game. The Raiders, 4-4 four and four on the year. A little bit of a surprise, but is it really? When you think about John Gruden, Josh Jacobs, the way he has played this season, Derek Carr, established quarterback in the NFL. We'll dive into that a little bit later with Drew Morton. Chargers, four and five. They look to save their season, have won a couple in a row. Uh, we'll look into that. How likely are they to be in the playoff hunt uh, this season? So we'll look into that with the, a tough AFC, uh, especially with the Bills at six and two. Look into that. But. I want to start with the NBA. Kawhi Leonard getting a a lot of flack for his load management, taking days off. Last year, missed 22 games. And what happened? The Raptors won the uh, championship, right? So now that's going to be the trend even more than it was before last season with Kawhi Leonard, right? Kawhi has a history of injuries, especially going back to the San Antonio Spurs days. That's why he... Ultimately, did not trust the organization and left, had that nasty breakup with Greg Popovich. It's interesting how Greg Popovich wants to play like the, uh, you know, like he was all supportive of Kawhi Leonard. Look, he, he was not cool the way Greg Popovich went about trying to smear 
Kawhi Leonard. But people seem to forget that they they are apologists for Greg Popovich because he's won so many championships um, and his track record. They don't want to go against Greg Popovich, so they give him a pass. But Kawhi Leonard and Drew, I welcome you in here. Kawhi Leonard's getting a lot of flack, or the Clippers are getting a lot of flack for Kawhi taking days off with the load management. ESPN, Gabe Morenzi was brilliant on his take uh, earlier today on this very network, talking about ESPN going at Kawhi Leonard for taking days off and and how like he's not the real MVP because he takes so many days off during the regular season. Now, interestingly enough, ESPN had a primetime game featuring the Clippers. And Kawhi was not a part of that game, so maybe there is some, you know, um, you know, uh, something to do with that. But he's getting a lot of flag, Drew Kawhi Leonard, for taking a lot of days off for resting and being healthy enough for the regular season. Do you have a problem with NBA players taking days off for load management? I personally don't, Sean. I mean, I think it's the smartest thing for the team and for the player. Uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised that so many people are taking that view like it, it, it is a problem. And, and heck, he took a lot of days off last year. But as long as he's cutting down the nets at the end, people aren't going to be talking about that. And it, it, and it comes back to the fact of, you know, the NBA regular season. It is what it is, man. It, it, it's preparing you for the playoffs. And if they're going to be in the playoffs, you want them at 100% then. It really doesn't matter for the team. I will say this, though, Sean. It's going to hurt the players making money in the future, in the NBA making money in the future. Because if I'm ESPN, if I'm TNT, guess what? The the value of the NBA regular season to televise it goes way down if their star players are taking days off. So that's where it's going to hurt the NBA the most in the future contract, Sean. I'm old. Yeah, that might very well be the case. I I like to see that before I believe it, right? Uh, We all know how popular the NBA is these days, especially with the youth of America. So that price is going to continue to go up. So um, if you have ESPN, TNT, if they want to play hardball, you know there are other networks who are going to step up and pay the price for the NBA. But that's a good point, Drew. My whole thing is this. If you have a problem with it, and if LeBron James, just and, and I'm just picking a guy out of a hat, plays 82 games, and Kawhi plays 67 games, and you're deciding between the MVP of the league, well, take that into account. I'm all for it. Take that into account. But I'm not going to uh, be upset with Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers for resting when it means so much uh, later on in the year, uh, especially when the playoffs come. That's fine. If you want to take that uh, into account for the MVP considerations, fine, do it. I- I'm all for it because there is something to be said for someone like James Harden because I think he played 82 games, Russell Westbrook, right, who play uh, night in, night out, back-to-backs and put up the numbers that they do and are so valuable to their team as far as the MVP is concerned. That's the way to penalize these guys. But like, I can't sit here and say like, all right, so the Clippers feel like their analytics uh, point out, and, and, and the Toronto Raptors last season, that Kawhi's um, you know, more efficient when he rests a certain number of days during the regular season. Fine. I mean, like that, that's smart basketball. I feel bad for the fans, especially the visiting fans, who want to pay to, to see Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James, and they're resting that day. All right, fine. You, you, you got suckered. Fine. I mean, it happens in life. You know, what, what am I going to do? But it's a smart play for the Clippers. I agree with you, Drew. But it, when the MVP comes up and, and you're deciding between two players and one guy has 80, 81, 82 games played versus another guy with 66, 67, take that into account. 
Absolutely. It should be taken into account and I'm sure it will. And, the, and, and towards the end of the season when voting on that type of thing. But um, I, I mean, I'm with you. The load management, it's better for the player. It's better for the team. So get it's not stopping anytime soon. We got to get used to it. It's part of the product now going forward with the NBA. Yep. It's proven itself that it works. And uh, it's a copycat league, just like the NFL, <laughs> just like other sports. I mean, when it starts to work, other people are going to start doing it. Other teams are seeing that it works for one team and their star players, and they're going to start doing it with their players. So it's something that's fundamentally going to be changing, and it already has in the NBA, and it, 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 it's going forward. So uh, we got to start getting used to it as fans, Sean. So, Drew, basically they're telling us the, le- the, the league, the season's too long. 82 games is just too long, right? These back-to-back. Absolutely. Th- yeah. So at what point does Adam Silver look at it and say, you know what? We, we might get less money on the contract, the television contracts, as you pointed out, with TNT and ESPN. Maybe we should cut back the season to 72 games, 70 games. Do you think we'll ever get to that point? I do. I really do. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to point to the fact, well, it's less money for the owners, less money for the players, everybody in the NBA. But I do. I think it's coming, man. And I know we got a break coming up. Heck, we could talk about it on the other <laughs> side because that's an interesting topic in itself, Sean. Yeah, and I think baseball should take note because baseball suffers from a long regular season. It's just wears on. And they should look at shortening the season. Just... Basically, just not to go up against the NFL when their playoffs start. Uh, We can talk more about that with Drew Morton. Also, Thursday Night Football, Chargers, Raiders. We'll get into that next at the window. Sports Grid TV Network. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.
Back on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Sean Guasamaki, joined alongside Drew Martin. Drew Martin is in Las Vegas, beautiful Sin City. I am here in Midtown Manhattan, Studio 34, lovely Versa restaurant to my left. And Drew, uh, we could talk on and on about load management NBA. I wanted to get your, ta- your, your take on this, though. Uh, I was reading about Frank Gore, Buffalo Bills running back, and he's up towards the top of the list of, of career rushing yards with Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton. Now, of course, he's not in that class as far as all-time greats. I mean, we would, we would put Frank Gore fourth out of that list of, of players, right? Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton. It reminds me a lot as far as like career establishment, like as far as career uh, accolades, Jason Witten with the Dallas Cowboys. All-time great as far as numbers are concerned, but to me, Jason Witten was never a top three tight end in the National Football League, Not a, and it can be argued, outside of maybe one year, he was ever a top five tight end in the National Football League. Same thing with Frank Gore. Top three, maybe one year, but top five, hard to, to say, but their career numbers are right there with the greats. How do you feel uh, as far as Frank Gore is concerned and Jason Witten all-time you know, accolades and, and all-time greats? Um, I guess I'm with you with, uh, J- Jason Witten. Um, it's always kind of tough to rate tight ends just because I feel like some of their production for the team doing better is not always seen in the stat box be, or it, it, it be just because a lot of it has to do with blocking as well. But, um, I am with you on Jason Witten. However, Frank Gore, man, I I've always felt like he's been underrated in the mainstream media. Um, even out of college, man, that guy used to just bulldoze people and you're right. He has kind of played a little bit under the radar, but when you ask other guys, like uh, the, the defense that he's going against, you'll always see like in, in, in the, uh, when they're asked questions, they're like, yeah, that guy's a beast. That guy is a beast. So coming out of Miami, everywhere he's played, man, I, I think he's been really underrated. I mean, I guess he's had a couple key fumbles, but outside of that, um, you're right. I mean, up against the other four names you've thrown out there, I wouldn't put him above any of them. But I will say this. I mean, Frank Gore is uh, a, a guy I would have liked on my team throughout his career. Absolutely. And there's no denying the fact that Jason Witten, Frank Gore will be Hall of Famers. There's no question that their numbers are just they're astronomical. 15,185 rushing yards for Frank Gore. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. But outside his second year in the National Football League, where he almost put up 1,700 rushing yards, he's been basically okay. I mean, he's 11,000, uh, uh, you know, 1,100, 1,036, 1,120, 1,211, 1,214. You know what I mean? Like, he, outside the top five, you know, as far as Frank Gore, like under the radar. Definitely a Hall of Famer because something to be said for the fact that he's 36 years old and is still playing in the National Football League for a contending team for the Buffalo Bills. Without a doubt, Hall of Famer. But uh, I, I cringe when I hear about, like, all-time great Frank Gore, all-time great Jason Witten. And I guess they are because they're Hall of Famers. And you know what I mean, Drew? But they're, they're not Barry Sanders. Frank Gore is not Barry Sanders. He's not Thurman Thomas. He's not Adrian Peterson. He's not LaShawn McCoy even. And Jason Witten, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Gates, you mentioned him. Uh, there's so many other tight ends that come to mind. J- Jimmy Graham, for that matter, that had better careers than Rob Gronkowski, uh, not Rob Gronkowski, than uh, Jason Witten. But yet, when you look at his career numbers, they're right there. I mean, to me, Witten is more egregious to me. Where uh, His numbers are so, 
they're so good, and and the fact that he was durable, like he, day in day out, he played. That he's going to get into the Hall of Fame, nice guy, um, but he, he's never an all-time great tight end, as far as I'm concerned. I, I just hate when people put him in the category of other great tight ends. I, I, I'm with you. I mean, the Jason Witten one, yeah, he wouldn't fall uh, in the tops with me in terms of tight ends. But I will say this about Frank Gore. Um, you know, he's a guy from South Florida. I believe uh, he went to Coral Gables High School down there. And he was like a legend in Miami. And his mom, uh, I believe she was dying of kidney cancer, something of that nature. That's the reason he went to the University of Miami, to stay close to her. And I believe that he broke like all kinds of records in high school. And of course, it's top-notch high school school football down there in Miami, went to Miami, was also a, uh, obviously what he was able to do with the Hurricanes. And then jumping into the NFL, he's 36 years old, still carrying the rock and what fourth on the all-time rushing record. There's no keeping him out of the Hall of Fame, man. No, but I'd rather, no, there's not, there's not. And that's not my argument, but I just think that both of these guys though, I mean, the company that they're in right now, when you talk about all-time greats with their numbers, they don't belong there. That's the thing. Like, right, with Jason Witten, 12,769 receiving yards. He has uh, 1,186 receptions. I mean, all-time great numbers, right, for uh, the tight end position, right? Tony Gonzalez might have more, but outside that, that guy, no one else. But he's not the second-best tight end of all time. There's No one could convince me of that. He hasn't had the success, uh, you know, in the postseason. And secondly, like... He never broke tackles. He wasn't like a game breaker. He would get what the defense gave him. Um, and durability is a, a, a great, um, it's a great to have that. He, you know, he, he's an Ironman, 237 starts in his career, granted. But I hate when Jason Witten's put into that category of the Rob Gronkowski's, the Tony Gonzalez's of the world. I just, I don't like that. And Frank Gore, same thing. Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, he is not. But Hall of Famer, he is. All right, so... Just uh, the fact that both of those, those guys are still playing is remarkable at their age. So I give them credit for that. But um, definitely not the all-time greats that most people like to give them credit to be. To be. I, I just I, I hate when people make that, that case. And um, just But I digress there, uh, Drew. Let's talk about Thursday Night Football, Drew. All right, something that we uh, are going to keep an eye on today. Chargers at the Raiders. Chargers one-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. 48 and a half is the total. We talk about the total and how it plays to the under in primetime games, especially this season. But the last three games, it's gone over. Drew, where are you going? What's your lean as far as the total is concerned with Thursday Night Football tonight? I mean, right off the bat, I, I look towards the under just because we've I gone it. over it before. It. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't bet it. I will say that. I actually like this one from a side perspective. I mean, the Oakland Raiders uh, at home. Catching points. I mean, granted, you know, the Chargers overall really up and down with Phillip Rivers and company. I, I haven't had a great read on them, and they are on the uptrend. That's what's kind of scaring me here, uh, Sean. Two straight-up wins and ATS against Chicago and Green Bay. You know, uh, Chicago's good defense, and Green Bay, obviously, record-wise, one of the better teams in the NFL. So that's what's worrying me here. However, um, you know, what is both both teams off of uh, short rest doesn't make me want to look towards the away team, so that's why I'm kind of pointing here towards the Raiders. I don't know what your initial leans here. Yeah, my initial lean is is Raiders uh, second home game in a row after what seven weeks on the road, which is crazy to think about uh, the schedule that the Raiders had to put up with. They're four and four. They're in it. Josh Jacobs has played great. 
but th- you're right. The, the, the Chargers and Phillip Rivers, they're kind of on a little bit of a hot streak here as they, they're they known to, 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 to do, right? Like they always put themselves in holes and come back. Four and five on the year. Uh, on the road, though, short week. Uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how they perform. I'll save my pick for the for the last segment of the show. 48 and a half total, right where the total was for Monday Night Football between the Giants and the Cowboys. Interesting enough, Drew. I went over. It took a miracle to get that over. The under comes in more often than the over in these primetime games, so I like what you're thinking here initially with the under 48 and a half. Uh, we'll see where I go on this one, but... Um, it's going to be a great game. I, I like the fact that we have Chargers Raiders for Thursday Night Football game. I will be watching. That is a plus as far as I'm concerned, Drew. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, a good matchup, divisional matchup here in the AFC West. And keep in mind, you know, the Raiders don't have too many more home games left in Oakland. Uh, this stadium, right, about a mile from me right now, it's it's almost ready to, to kind of host NFL games now. So uh, it, it's interesting to see how their home field advantage will be going down the stretch here, talking about the Raiders actually playing in Oakland, Sean. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's kind of sad to see it's going to come to an end. Raiders, Oakland, so synonymous, like the black hole and the, the fans out there. It's kind of sad for them, but I'm excited. I, I know you're excited. You're in Vegas, but I'm excited to see a, a football team in Las Vegas. I really am. I, I am really excited for that, but... Sad to see Oakland has to, you know, miss out on a football team for at least a few years. Maybe, maybe expansion, go back to Oakland. Hard to see, but uh, definitely sad to see Oakland coming down the wire here, missing a football team with the Raiders. All right, college football when we return LSU, Alabama. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.
won two risk-free wagers of up to $1,000, go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter promo code grid and you will receive two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you are playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Chargers minus one and they beat the Raiders by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. And welcome back in to At The Window here on the Sports Grid TV Network. want to welcome in our new viewers on Stir. You can watch Stir, digital streaming platform. Thank you for tuning in here. And also Zoomer TV, channel 719. This is At The Window. I am Sean Guasamacchia alongside Drew Morton. You can watch us every day from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. And Drew, I was just reading about the breaking news. Howard head coach Ron Prince, formerly of Kansas State, he's uh, leaving the program. They're 1-8 this year. Uh, under He's under investigation for um, verbal and intimidation uh, charges. Uh, so uh, looks likely that he will not be back there at Howard. But my memory of Ron Prince and, and my lasting memory of Ron Prince when he would coach Kansas State, he was responsible, Drew, I don't know if you know this or not, for taking Jordy Nelson, a safety, when he got to the, to the uh, Kansas State football program and converting him to wide receiver. So the rest is history. So he's responsible for Jordy Nelson's career. Time we get a verbal and intimidation from a coach, man. I, I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know. I don't either. know if I'm. I don't know yeah, part of me feels like, man, that sounds bad, and this is a really bad guy. But the other part of me thinks, well, what do you want the coach for basketball or football to do here? I mean, part of coaching is sort of intimidation, in my opinion. That's true. And outside of Mike Rice, uh, the former Rutgers head basketball coach, throwing basketballs at people, you're right. I mean, what do you want them to do? As, as long as it doesn't get to that level. But, um, I, you know, I, I think a lot of the times, right, we talk about positions in, in, the, in the National Football League, and Bill Polian just apologized, former general manager in the NFL, for um, thinking Lamar Jackson would never be a, um, how would I say, successful NFL quarterback and thought he would be right. better off at wide receiver. Uh, but less, like, talked about is the fact that Jordy Nelson – you know, was a safety when he got to Kansas State. Thank you, Schneider, Coach Schneider, great coach. I don't want to say anything bad about Schneider, but he got in there. Ron Prince said, "Hey, listen, this guy could play um, wide receiver." And and listen, he Jordy Nelson had a great NFL career. So uh, Ron Prince saw something there, and uh, I just want to point that out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Put some money in uh, Jordy Nelson's pocket. He might not have had without Ron Prince. So. Uh, Eh, interesting yeah. there. I wish him well. Yeah, and, just you know, stereotypes, kind of a- though, though, Drew. I guess the, the larger point is, right, I mean, I don't know if Bill Polian was saying this or not, but, you know, he looks at Lamar Jackson and is like, all right, he's an athletic guy, uh, can't play quarterback at the next level, better off as a wide receiver. It's not that simple, but, you know, that's the crux of it. And the same thing goes the other way with Jordy Nelson, right? White dude. Not going to be be a successful wide receiver, but maybe he could be a successful safety. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it just seems to me, I mean, there's more to it than that, but a lot of the times, you know, that's why Christian McCaffrey playing running back, you know, there was a lot of whispers that he wasn't good enough to play running back in the National Football League, right? 
And where did that come from? Yeah. Well, because of his skin color, right? And regardless of what he did at Stanford. It's it's really you have these coaches and these scouts. A lot of it, it boils down to just that. They don't traditionally they don't see the color at certain positions and so they 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 naturally like, "All right, well, we got to move him to another position." Yeah, I guess so. It's it's interesting to think that way. Um, and you're right. I mean, sometimes, heck, it, it's opening up the door here, what Lamar Jackson's being able to do. And yeah. I, I don't think it's only because of his skin color. It's just the way he plays the the position. But um, also on, on the other side, you know, white guys toting the rock yeah. at the running back. Heck, it, it, now it's almost like, man, there's a white guy toting the rock. I'm almost thinking like he must be really good now. Whereas <laughs> like five years ago, I was thinking, man, I, what's going on here? Now I'm thinking, man, watch out for this running back. He, he he's yeah, must be something. But but you know, honestly, like it, look, to stick up for Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, I think they're one and the same, right? Both guys had stellar college football careers, Power Five conference teams. Jackson won the Heisman, as you well know, Drew. Uh, McCaffrey did not, but he was in the running, right? He was there in New York. Yeah. Had yeah. great careers, established themselves as playing the positions that they do, and yet there was questions as to whether or not they would be successful at the next level at that uh, at, at their positions. And so you, you'd think of it and like, all right, well, why is that, right? Because McCaffrey, he was light, and, and they, they questioned whether or not he could hold up. He's added weight now, but he was successful last year at like two hundred pounds, which is considered light for a running back. So that's what the excuse that they use, but. You all know. I mean, you don't see many. You don't see too many white guys running the football in the National Football League. You just don't. <laughs> no, not at all. I, you probably count them on one hand in terms That's of uh, my lifetime. Successful ones, none. I mean, you see, you know, outside of maybe one year from what's his name? Uh, who's the uh, Cleveland Browns? A uh, Peyton Hillis, a guy you know very well. Uh, outside of Peyton Hillis, I mean, who's the last running back to go over a thousand yards rushing? Before Peyton Hillis, the answer is Craig James in 1985. I happen to know that because there's not that many guys that are white that run their football successfully in the National Football League. What about what about those days with uh, Mike Allstott kind yeah, of he was close. Over people? He had 900 and I want to say uh, 40 or 60 yards rushing. He was close, but he never got to that 1,000 yards. I know that. Um, but, yeah, he was really, really good for the Tampa Bay Bucks back in the day for Tony Dungy and what have you. But um, Bill Polian has apologized, though, Drew. For, it was making news yesterday, it's just on my mind, for uh, questioning Lamar Jackson's ability to play quarterback. So uh, there we go. <laughs> just uh, There we go. The, the point of the conversation, that's why it came up, because of Lamar Jackson. But he's, he's doing very well and might be the MVP of the National Football League, Drew, this year. I mean, it's crazy. And what he was going off at 50 to one before the season talking about Christian McCaffrey here. And uh, I mean, hats off to him. And and if you've seen him, he's obviously in the in the offseason. It, it looks like he's really hit the weight room, added some weight um, and, and his speed is still there. So if he's able to pull this off, that would actually that'd be pretty crazy going from 50 to one to winning the NFL MVP. But uh, something to watch. And he's carrying his team right now with Cam Newton. Another story, you know, what's happening with him? Are the Bears going to trade for him? So what's going on there in Carolina is kind of uh, wild to watch, man. Well, you know what? They definitely need a quarterback in Chicago. I mean, and that's why I have the. I don't, that's not the reason I have the helmet. We only have 12 helmets here, Drew. So I picked the Chicago <laughs> Bears helmet. This is kind of iconic. But think about this. Mitchell Trubisky wanting the TVs off. At Hallis Hall there because, you know, you don't want the distraction and what have you. Come on. He actually said that. You know what I mean? Like, what is going on with Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure at all. But, it, you know, when I first heard about this Cam Newton to the Bears, 
I was it hit me as heck this could work Sean you know a good defense a quarterback that if he's healthy you know kind of just toting the rock and heck if it's for like a short short period of time I'm not really sure how the contract would work but kind of run Cam Newton a lot and then throw deep sometimes I think it's a it's a a recipe of something that could work with a simple playbook Oh uh, well interesting to see if that uh, plays out this offseason, yeah, we'll probably have to wait for that. But uh, Trubisky likely done in Chicago is the way I read that. And uh, think about that. How does the GM, Peace, keep his job? Traded up from three to two to get Mitchell Trubisky with Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson on the board. Think about that, Drew. That's <laughs> just like, uh, that's astounding that he did that. And, and, and that was a surprise to all of us. It's not like, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking. I mean, who the hell thought Mitchell Trubisky was, was going to be the second overall pick in the NFL draft? Did you? I didn't. No, no. And I'm not a big fan of these guys like streaming up the board right at the last minute, you know, a la Daniel Jones. I guess he's taking snaps yeah. now for for the Giants. And we'll see how the career goes. Taking but these back. guys that come out of nowhere, you know, in a yeah. six-month period – and they scream up the the NFL draft boards, especially at the quarterback position. I'm always pumping the brakes on that, man. I, I don't like that at all, Sean. And usually more times than not, it's a bust. All right, let's talk some uh, college football, Drew. And I know all eyes will be on Tuscaloosa. Tus uh, Tuscaloosa, there you go. Uh, this Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, LSU, Alabama, two versus three. Looks likely that Tua will play for the Crimson Tide, whether or not he's 100%. That's, we don't know. We'll, we'll see game time with his ankle injury. He had the surgery, of course, uh, two weeks ago. Joe Burrow, the way he is playing, to me, fascinating to see how Alabama defensively attacks the RPO and Joe Burrow and the LSU offense, Drew. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. This is a fascinating matchup, depending what rankings you want to go off of, number one versus number two. And yeah, Tua is is the story here in terms of, uh, you know, what's going to happen. In my opinion, he's going to get a go here, but uh, is he going to be 100%? Likely not. And therefore, it makes me look towards the LSU side here. You know, a proven commodity at the quarterback position. This is a different LSU offense. They're likely going to outscore the last three times they've played Alabama. And uh, it's just, you know, being able to throw the ball down the field. It looks like pretty good weather here in Tuscaloosa for Saturday. So um, overall, I like the points with LSU, man. Um, but, you know, oh, it, it, there's also something to be said for the Alabama side, you know, and just under a touchdown now at home. If Tua uh, can toss it around and heck, even the backup coming in, you know, he's proven that he can throw the ball down the field, too. So I'll, even if Tua is taken out of the game for whatever reason, being ineffective or just saving him for later, um, I think that Alabama will still be able to move the ball down the field, John. Yeah, I think back Jones, the guy you're referring to, the backup quarterback to Tua, uh, can move the football, especially with that wide receiving core, right? I mean, those guys, four of them, they go four deep. You know, Judy is a star, but they go four deep. And a lot of people, scouts believe, people who do this for a living, not me, they'll uh, be on uh, playing on Sundays, all four of those guys. That's the question, too. Like, can the LSU secondary, you know, control the wide receiving core from Alabama? That's fascinating. Uh, you like the points in this one. You don't like the money line plus 180 out there. I don't, you know, Drew, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll go money line. If I think they could hang within six, maybe I go money line. LSU wins the game outright. We'll talk more about that. We have another day or two to discuss it and give our final picks. But 
More college football when we return on At the Window with Drew Martin. I'm Sean Quasimaki. Back right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Back in at the window here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Drew, looking at two college football games on tap tonight. Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette at Coastal Carolina. Lafayette favored by 14 points in that one. 58 and a half is the total. But the game I'm paying attention to, Temple at South Florida, Temple, one-point favorites on the road. The total is 50-and-a-half. Temple has lost two straight games, and South Florida's played much better as of late. Temple's 5-3 and three on the year. Uh, like I said, they've lost two in a row. The Bulls are 4-4. Four and four. How do you see this one playing out? Do you have a, a lean? Do you have a side that you're going with for tonight's Temple-South Florida matchup? You know, Sean, this is an, an, a fascinating kind of handicap here just because South Florida came out of the gate so terrible, you know, losing, what, 50 to nothing to uh, Wisconsin yes. and then after that not looking too, too good, but has since, you know, played well against ECU. They played well against BYU. Man, that BYU win, that came out of nowhere. That really surprised me. So Charlie Strong, you know, it was almost like he was riding off into the sunset, going to be showing the door down there in Tampa. And as since, you know, the kids are still playing for them. So in terms of just straight fade on a team where they haven't quit and they're at home with the spotlight on them, national national televised game here, I think USF comes out to play. Temple, on the other hand, you know, at first glance when I looked at this, man, I'm like Temple minus one. I like the Owls here. Me too. But you're right. Out of late, they haven't played good. Right. Two straight up losses 
and ATS losses against UCF and SMU. Granted, those are two pretty good teams in the AAC. I like, you know, recent trends here, and uh, that's pretty much pointing towards the home team catching a point here in Raymond James Stadium. I'm kind of leaning towards South Florida here, Sean. Not sure if you have a view. I haven't bet it as of yet. Um, you're right. Uh, the same thing I'm thinking. I'm, I was like, wait, Temple minus one? Yeah, South Florida. Then when you look at it, Temple, two losses in a row at SMU, 45-21 they lost. Okay, fine, SMU, you know, they're rolling, it's on the road. But then Central Florida, 61 to 21? I mean, you don't, I don't like that. Uh, Anthony uh, Russo, quarterback there, liked them early on in the year, thought maybe they could, you know, surprise some people. They beat Maryland 20 to 17, and we're all like, hey, look, you know, Temple has a really good football program where we know Maryland's not a good football team now, right? But they were the first one. Uh, to point that out as far as uh, winning against Maryland. They did lose to Buffalo at Buffalo, but then they beat Georgia Tech and, and East Carolina and Memphis, which was an impressive win uh, at the link. I, I, I'm leading South Florida in this one as well. Uh, you know what? I mean, it, it played better as of late. Running attack, much better. was bad to, to, to begin the year, and they were shut out by Wisconsin, as you pointed out. So, yeah, my lean is definitely South Florida. Don't have a take in the Lafayette-Coastal Carolina game. 14-point spread, 58.5 is the total. Probably pass on that game. I don't know if you handicapped that one uh, before or in the past here earlier this week, but do you have a thought on that game real quick? Yeah, yeah, sure, Sean. And, you know, it's kind of a different handicap in the sense Temple and USF are are actually – are on extended break you know they haven't played since the saturday before last whereas this ull coastal carolina each team just played this past saturday so it's a uh, a short week here to prepare for your opponent um it usually favors the home team here the one problem with betting the chanticleers in this spot yes that's the coastal (laughs) carolina chanticleers is Louisiana Lafayette is a very talented team, you know, a very uh, uh, highly recruited area there in the state of Louisiana. Um, the Ragin' Cajuns, very good team in the Sun Belt and Coastal Carolina. I lost on them last week. I did bet Troy minus one, and Coastal Carolina actually upset them by just one point. But when they go up against, you know, the stiffer competition in the Sun Belt, you know, Georgia State, App State, Georgia Southern, you know, the kind of more talented teams like the roster that ULL is going to have tonight against Coastal Carolina. They've kind of struggled just covering one of those games, losing all three outright. I like Louisiana Lafayette here. I think they're the more talented team. They should win by more than two touchdowns, but the short week travel in the Sun Belt is the thing keeping me off of betting the Raging Cajuns. All right, uh, fantastic. Uh, we'll uh, look forward to that tonight. That's tonight, college football, two games on the slate. Looking at Saturday's matchups, Drew, we all we talked about LSU-Alabama. We mentioned Minnesota-Penn State. Both teams undefeated. Penn State number four in the Tuesday night released the, the college football ranking, so they have a lot to play for as well as Minnesota, their 17th. Not a, uh, an impressive uh, resume or, or schedule that, that they've faced. So that's why the uh, Penn State Nittany Lions are favored by six and a half on the road. We'll talk more about that um, tomorrow, Drew. We, we talked about it. We mentioned it a little bit. Looking at some other games here on the slate. Oklahoma, 14 and a half point favorites at home against Iowa State. Matt Campbell, people love him. Great coach. And he's going to be coaching somewhere else very shortly. He's done a great job there with the Cyclones. But Oklahoma has a lot to play for. One loss, 
right? They want to impress the uh, playoff committee, get some points, you know, leapfrog some other one-loss teams. They got to impress. I like them in this game. 14 and a half is a lot to cover, Drew, and I know people are going to steer away from that, but I think they do it. I like I, I like where they're going, Jalen Hurts coming off, um, uh, you know, uh, I think they had a bye week last week, but yeah, so I like the Sooners, 14 and a half points. Uh, I'm taking them at home against Iowa State. I don't know. Uh, you have a lean or, or handicap one way or the other? Yeah, I like this game a lot, Sean, but I think we're going to be up against each other, oh. man. Um, and, and I know a lot of people like in Oklahoma, like you said, with good reason. You know, the the CFB rankings just came out and Oklahoma's up against it. They're going to need style points. And in 14 and a half, you know, they're going to look to punch it in if they got the chance. So if they got the horses, I'm with you. The Sooners are the side here. I just don't think they got the horses to kind of, you know, name the score against this Iowa State team. You're right. They are off of a bye as a loss as a double digit favorite, which, uh, you know, would be very motivating for the Sooners. The only problem with that is Iowa State's in the same situation, Sean. You know, they're off of a bye as a double-digit favorite losing to Oklahoma State at home two weeks ago. So they're motivated as well. And coming off the bye, I always look to look at the head coach quarterback combination Lincoln Riley Jalen Hurts very very good not going to say they're 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 any worse than the Iowa State side of this but I will say this you know Matt Campbell like you touched on and Brock Purdy it very underrated in my opinion I think they're going to come out to play plus the fact Iowa State the Cyclones three losses yes but who are those three losses against Baylor Oklahoma State and Iowa all by under one score. This is a sleeper Cyclones team coming out to play. I think that they hang within the 14 and a half and have a puncher's chance to upset the Sooners. Uh, wow. I mean, you know, Purdy's played very well this year. I, I can't go against that. And you're right. Uh, their losses are impressive, right? We're ranking the, the, the losses, I guess. But we do that. This is college football. That's why it's so much fun. But I, I wasn't impressed with that Iowa loss. I don't think Iowa's a great football team. Uh, they struggled. It's a rivalry, so you can't make too much of it early in the year. Um, but Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts, that offense, Lamb on the outside, so much to Rambo. It's so much to uh, slow down on the road. I would like them much better if if they were at home, Iowa State. They're on the road. I think the Sooners are romp. I, 14 and a half, I hate the, the hook. I hate the hook. I'd like it much better if it's 13 and a half. But anyway, maybe I'll tease it down. I, I, I like the Sooners to win this game by double digits. So I might tease it down a little bit there, Drew. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily talk you off of that, except, you know, in terms of a, a betting profile, what would be smarter? Because 14 in the hook is a lot. You it know, is. you lose, it is. you know, you, you only win by 10 points. You lose that bet. I will say this about, you know, the scheduling. Iowa State's had a lot tougher schedule, Sean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who who is OU beat now? They beat Texas. I, I that's their best win. They really haven't beaten a lot of teams. And when you when you talk about who's the best defense in the Big Twelve, it's probably between Iowa State and Kansas State. And you, the two best defense. I mean, Kansas State's the team that just beat Oklahoma. So now they're playing the other best defense in the Big Twelve. Plus the fact Iowa State's going to be able to score against Oklahoma. That Oklahoma defense is not very good. Purdy's going to move the ball here. And you talk about the Iowa loss. I'm with you. It was a little shaky there. You know, Iowa doesn't have a good offense. But also keep in mind, I believe that game was over like a six or seven hour period. Yeah, a bunch was. of rain delays. Yeah, I, I, I forget exactly what was going on, but it wasn't like a normal three hour game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was delayed because of lightning, I believe, in, in the area. Yeah, yeah it took a while. You know what, though? I mean, Oklahoma State put up 
400 total yards on the Iowa Cyclones. I, th- I think Oklahoma has a better offense. I think they'll put up even more yards. I know uh, Hubbard is a running back there for uh, Oklahoma State, and, and he's, he's a beast to deal with, and they had 153 rushing yards. But I, I think they'll uh, be able to throw the football with, with Hurts and, and, and put up some numbers and uh, should be an interesting one. But 14 and a half is definitely a big spread. That's why I said I, I might tease it. But I think Oklahoma has so much to play for. Uh, and Iowa State does as well, but you know that college football playoff a lot, and Hurts has a chip on his shoulder, so I'm, I'm rolling there with the Sooners in, in that game. Looking at, at the board, Notre Dame-Duke doesn't excite me, Drew. Uh, Washington State-California doesn't really excite me. I'm trying to look at, at some some games to, to talk about here. Well, Iowa-Wisconsin, I mean, it's kind of a outside of the Penn State-Minnesota and, and LSU-Alabama where else are you looking? What other games excite you week 11 college football, Drew? Yeah, you're right. It's kind of like some not too, too many off the board. And to tell you the truth, what excites me off of this card on Saturday anyway is more the group of five matchups. You know, this UMass Army game, something only a sports better could love. <laughs> UMass defense, man, they're terrible. 130 out of uh, 130 in terms of uh, ranking their defense. I believe they've, UMass, the Minutemen defense, have given up 51 touchdowns Jeez. on the year. That's wow. by far the worst. The second worst is 37 touchdowns. That's a huge difference between first and yep. second that second worst team is new mexico we know they don't have a good defense but that shows you to the fact of how bad this umass defense is and having to stop an option attack i don't think they're going to be able to do it i like army in the side but even more so i like this over 61 and a half umass versus army because if if umass does have anything positive to say it's their head coach you know walt bell he'll look to throw the ball down the field and uh, they have been able to score points against teams that don't have dominating defenses like Army. So I think UMass will be able to punch it in the end zone a couple times. I like that over there. Um, other games, you know, kind of digging dirty, getting real grimy on this college football card. I would look towards uh, what do we got here? We got Georgia Southern Troy. I look for for Troy to kind of uh, control that option and Barker, their quarterback, can throw it around. I like uh, Troy at home if you're liking home dogs there in the Sun Belt. Also, uh, what the Shula Bowl? We got FIU versus FAU in Boca Raton, 60 the total, FAU minus 10. In, uh, in FAU Stadium there, minus 10. I would look towards FAU, Lane okay. Kiffin and company. They're a lot better team talent-wise this year. FIU, real up and down. I guess they will be motivated for this game. I could see an over ticket as well, but uh, you're, you're right, Sean. Not a lot kind of jumping off the board at me. I haven't placed many bets at all this all right. college football Let's card. Let's talk Big 12. You mentioned Kansas State. Great defense, an upset win over Oklahoma They beat Kansas last week. Now they have Texas in Austin. Plus seven, the Wildcats. The Longhorns are favored by seven points. Kansas State, that that defense travels, right? You know, Skylar Thompson, quarterback, getting it done, doing what he can do, doing just enough. I like Kansas State plus the points just looking at this right now. Uh, Do you have a, a side in that game? I mean, do you believe Texas bounces back? And Kansas State, can they keep it rolling? Yeah, well, Texas giving up a lot of passing yards, you know, that their defense isn't very good at all. Plus the fact Kansas State, what, is one and covered three straight. I look towards the Wildcats as well, man. I think uh, this this underdog has a chance to win outright. 57 and a half is the total. I know Kansas scores a lot and Kansas State has a good defense. That's uh, that, 
That makes that uh, total a little iffy for me. Yeah, I think plus seven's a great number. I kind of like the Wildcats. Uh, all right, well, more on that tomorrow when we come back. Best bet time, NBA. I'm rolling with the NBA. We'll talk about that next on At The Window here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Back in at the window here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. Like our videos, posts, best bets are up there. The interview with Gary Danielson, a college football analyst for CBS. Was, uh, that we did yesterday, Drew. That's up there on Instagram at SportsGrid TV. So give us a follow, Drew. I'm killing it with the NBA right now. My best bets they, they've been hitting one with the uh, Pistons minus three and a half against the Knicks. Knicks are just pitiful and pathetic. So I'm gonna stick with the NBA, Drew, for my best bet tonight. And I might give uh, I want to give a Thursday night football pick too as well, Drew. But uh, my best bet, the Knicks back to back. Plus 11 and a half at the Dallas Mavericks. I'm actually going to pick the Knicks plus 11 and a half against Kristaps Porzingis for the first time. I think uh, they they battle back and they keep this close. I like the Knicks plus 11 and a half tonight, Drew. I like it, Sean. All right. With the dog. Good stuff there, man. And uh, I'm going to go with, with what we were talking about earlier. I think USF, this uh, recent trend, nothing big. I don't love it. Just a, a small bet here. 
On uh, the home team, primetime college football, we got the USF Bulls catch it one. So put the plus one in our pockets. I like USF at home, Raymond James Stadium in the uh, primetime game in college football. Love it, Drew. All right, uh, Thursday night football. I know it's not a best bet, but uh, what do you think? What's your lean here tonight? I think the Chargers get it done. Uh, They're on a roll. One and a half points. I think they cover the spread. I'll take the Chargers over the Raiders. What What do you say? Ooh, AFC. I don't West love it though, Drew. Here. I don't love it. I don't love it, but yeah. I'm gonna probably take the other side of this, Sean, just yeah. because uh what the Chargers short week travel. No, it's not terrible travel, but still the away team on a short week, uh, not a profile I like to bet. So I'm gonna go with the uh Oakland Raiders here. One of the last few home games and uh plus a home dog. Put the two in our pockets. I like the Raiders at home. I love it, Drew. And you know what? Total-wise, 48-and-a-half. The recent trend's over. You know what, Drew? I'm going to ride the recent trend. I'm going to go over 48-and-a-half with the total. You like that? That's the luck, Sean. I'm not touching the total. I'm sticking <laughs> with the side. I'm not touching this game, Drew. I'm not. I mean, these teams are so equal. Um, but, yeah, this is a tough game. But, yeah, if I had to go one way, I'm going to go Raiders. I'm going to go Chargers plus, uh, minus one and a half and then the over 48 and a half. Through. Well, we'll see. Not my best bet, though, Drew. Thanks a lot, Drew. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.